I want to finish up the series today. And um, I believe God is working through this uh, to change our lives forever. And, and uh, you, so let me jump into it. I don't want to preach beforehand. So here we go. First Timothy has been our text, First Timothy 6. Command those who are rich in the present world not to be arrogant, nor to put their hope in wealth, which is so uncertain. Can anybody say, mm-hmm? But to put their hope in God, and that's where we all have to be, no matter what, where you're at in life. If you don't have those three words operating, you're missing it. Hope in God. I would rather have hope in God and not know where my next meal is coming from. Hoping God will not disappoint you. Who richly provides us with everything for our enjoyment. God wants to even give you some stuff you enjoy. Command them to do good, to be rich in good deeds, and to be generous and willing to share. In this way, they will lay up treasure for themselves as a firm foundation for the coming age so that they may take hold of life. Look, that is truly life. So the theme of this series has been God wants to bless you and God wants you to be a blessing. God wants to bless you and God wants you to be a blessing. Text for today is Luke 12. This is the words of Christ. Watch out. Be on your guard against all kinds of greed. Life does not consist in an abundance of possessions. Don't we want every teenager to know that? If you have a teenager, you want to, during this time of the year, you want to quote that to them. And he told them this parable. The ground of a certain rich man yielded an abundant harvest. He thought to himself, what shall I do? I have no place to store my crops. Then he said, this is what I'll do. I will tear down my barns and build bigger ones, and there I will store my surplus grain. And I'll say to myself, you have plenty of grain laid up for many years. Take life easy. Eat, drink, and be merry. To the world, that seems like a good economical plan. Excuse me. But look at what Christ says. But God said to him, you fool. This very night your life will be demanded from you. Then who will get what you have prepared for yourself? This is how it will be for, with whoever stores up things for themselves, but is not rich toward God. So the last message today I'll cover is I want to be rich toward God. Let's pray. Father, thank you. I believe you've already lifted some loads today. God, I still feel the residue of your spirit moving during our praise and worship. So thankful you join us. So thankful you receive our worship. I believe, Lord God, you've already done some miracles. God, help us to be able to walk in what you're doing for us, to give you the praise, to see it for what it is, your spirit moving and working on our behalf, even if we should not see it immediately. You're still at work. Now today, will you, would you speak to us through this word and by your spirit? 
Church, would you pray with me? Lord, speak to my heart. Change my life in Jesus' name. I think, think some of us still struggle with the idea that we are rich. I think probably all of us are in this room can, are rich. Uh, remember, rich means that you have more than you need. And our problem is that we think we need more than we really need. Mm -hmm. In America, our standard is abundance. It's our standard. We don't think it's unusual to have more clothes than we need. Every husband nudge their wife. I ain't going to get you in trouble. You ain't doing it. Ain't no guy moving nowhere. I mean, nobody. What about this one? More shoes than you need? Uh-huh. I'm going to get myself all up in it. Now, I got more shoes than her, I think. More technology than we need? Mm-hmm. More food than we need. Some of us eat more than we... <clears throat> Wrong message. <laughs> I was holding my breath, trying to hold my stomach in. More entertainment than we need. Aren't we in an entertainment-driven society? Wants and needs are different things. My mama used to say, your needs won't hurt you. No, you won't. Yeah, your needs won't hurt you. Your wants won't. See, I thought I needed them. Mama said, your wants won't hurt you. And we think our wants are needs. And we're really rich, and we just don't even realize it. And God doesn't want us to be guilty about having things. He just doesn't want those things to have us. He doesn't want us to need them more than we need him. And in the parable, Jesus didn't blast the rich man for being rich. He reprimanded him for not being rich toward God. So I'm going to talk about that in a moment and tell you what that looks like. But first, let me give you three things that you and I can give. All of us have these three things that we can give. Because someone may be thinking, well, I don't have anything to give. There are three things that you have that you can give. The first one is time. We all have time. Now, some of us have more than others, but we do have time. And with just a little extra time, we could do things that could really bless someone else. We could take a little time to maybe even just make a phone call, maybe even a text, maybe even a conversation over a cup of coffee with someone that's going through it. And just by us taking a little of our time, we can do something to help them with what they're going through. Our movers use time every Sunday to make a difference on what we do every Sunday morning. I'm so thankful for you, for using your time for God to help us make coffee and to stand in the parking lot and to open doors for people and to change diapers for people. Thank you for using your time to make a difference so someone can receive Jesus Christ. Folks, that's what it's about. We all have some talent. Some of us have more than others. I've said this before. Drew is, I think, the only person that I, can, that I know that can build a guitar and can play it. 
He can make his own guitar. Did, did you make the one you were playing today? Oh, that man is bad. So we all have talents that we can use. Not all of us can sing. Not all of us can play an instrument. Not all of us are technologically minded. Brendan told me a few weeks ago, oh, by the way, we have a podcast. Did you know Move Church has a podcast? And we're on Google something he told me before service. Google, well, what are we on now, Brendan? Google, we have a Google podcast, okay? Uh, so, so you can pull up the message, and if you don't want to see the message, see me, you can just listen to me. If you want to punish someone, just turn it on. No, I'm so thankful for that. And uh, we all have a, a talents. Maybe your talent comes from your experience, that you have experience in construction or painting or, or uh, lawn care, and you can help someone else in need. It's not a, just about money, right? We can be a blessing if we just think about it. Another way, we do have treasures, though. We do have things that we, uh, possessions, stuff that we can use to bless someone else. Maybe for you it's a home that you can invite people over and maybe prepare a meal for them and, and really speak to what they're going through. It can make a difference. There are, there are times where people, for me and Patty, they didn't know what we were going through, but they just did something that um, you know, gave to us in some way, and it really made a difference. I thought about this when I was preparing the message because in our bedroom there's a picture that Sybil gave. And, and um, so when she gave this to us, uh, it was a time where we just happened to mention we just bought a house and we had remodeled it and we were just talking about There's a picture at Kirkland's that we saw just in the conversation and, and she shows up with that picture. And after about 17 years, it's still hanging on our walls. And just a blessing, and I told her a while back even, I remembered that, and you don't know what that meant to us. It was more than just somebody giving us something we liked. In a sense, it was God saying, I am going to take care of you. And God can use you. It doesn't have to be an extravagant gift. Maybe there's something that God will put it on your heart that you like the object. It's a treasure to you, but, but when you give it when, under God's direction, can I tell you, it becomes more of a treasure to them speaks volumes to them of, of God hearing them and seeing what they're going through. So we have these things that, that we, we have that we can give. And there are some truths about your blessings, okay? Three truths about your blessing. I sort of got stuck on threes. Uh, let me say this before I get into that. I believe the main reason that people don't give to others is not, I don't think the main reason is that they're selfish I, I just believe that we don't think about it, that we just get so busy living our lives that we don't see the opportunities that God brings our way to do good to someone else. I hope I sort of stirred that up in you this week by giving you the $5 good deed challenge. And some of you have posted on Facebook. And uh, if you haven't, uh, somebody just said, I forgot. You spent that $5 on a five for five at Wendy's. And, uh, it's okay. It's okay. But don't forget to do that. And, and um, I, I, I took mine and went to a, a dollar store, and I prayed about it. God, let me know who you want me to give this to. And I put some a little extra to it. And I happened to be walking down an aisle, and I saw a lady that a little older and um, looked a little um, 
unkept a little bit, I guess is the best way to say that, and I thought, this is it. And I just walked up to her. I know I probably scared her. I walked up to her and said, I'm supposed to give you this. I was trying to be like an angel-like where I could just disappear. <laughs> I'm trying to give you this. I, I said, I'm supposed to give you this, and I turned to walk off. <laughs> and she said, oh, wait, wait, wait. And I turned around, she said, thank you. Can I, can I at least shake your hand? And I started to say, you cannot touch an angel. <laughs> no. But I have this thought. What if there's times that, I mean, I could do this all the time. I got $5 to spare usually, sometimes. And it feels good, don't it? It feels good when we just find someone to bless. And, and God wants us to be those kind of people. Just people that he can entrust his riches to that we can bless someone else. Can I tell you, I got more from that little money than she got from it. I, I was feeling good, and that's the way it happens. So let me give you the three truths about your blessing. First of all, you don't deserve them. We don't deserve God's blessings. Let's establish the fact that everything we have comes from him. Everything. Oh, well, Pastor, you don't understand. I've worked hard for this. Who gave you the ability to work hard? Because I know a man who was paralyzed from neck down and had somebody to have to feed him. That could be you or me. We don't deserve anything that we have. It is a blessing from the Lord. Everything me and you have is a blessing. Every little thing we have, we don't deserve it. The sooner you realize that, you realize who your source is. See, if you think you could do it, you're your source. But when you realize, I, I think that's what just got me this today. I'm going to get into it again. I realize I have, I have nothing that God didn't give me. Everything comes from him. The scripture says every good and perfect gift is from above. Coming down from the father of the heavenly lights. Everything. We don't deserve them. I can't get up in that praise again. I'll lose it. Let's go ahead. Look at number two. God expects you to use them for him. He expects you to use your blessings for him. He doesn't mind your needs being taken care of. We've established that fact. He doesn't even mind you having some things for enjoyment. We've established that. But he wants you to be able to surrender it all to him. Give it all to him if he should ask. Look at what the scripture says. Now he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will also supply and increase, look, your store of seed and will enlarge the harvest of your righteousness. So when you use the seeds that God gives you for the way he wants you to use them, he gives you seed in return. When you give to someone else that they can harvest, God increases your harvest of righteousness. What is a harvest of righteousness? Well, righteousness means I'm in right standing with God. That means there's nothing more I can add to that. But because I'm in right standing with God, there's some harvest that comes our way. But what is that, Pastor? That's blessing. 
that's favor, that's joy, man, that's peace, that's, that's more than I have time to list to you today just by being right with God. And he says, but look, he says, I give seed to the sower, not seed to the gatherer, seed to the sower. And when we sow what he tells us to sow, oh, we don't have to worry about our needs being met. Look at what he says. You will be enriched in every way so that you can be generous on every occasion. And through us, your generosity will result in thanksgiving to God. And my friend, that's what it's about, giving thanksgiving to God, glory to God. That's just the way he does it. When we bless others, he blesses us. And, and the more we bless others, the more he blesses us. He can trust us with his riches. Then the third thing about it is you're accountable to God for them. You're accountable to God for them. The scripture says, from everyone who has been given much, much will be demanded. And from the one who has been entrusted with much, much more will be asked. Now, there's no pressure in that. I mean, the old saying is you cannot outgive God, and, and you just do what God tells you to do. And, and as God has blessed you, you just do what he leads you to do. And as you do that, you get blessed more. There's no pressure in this. It is just a partnership with God. Isn't that awesome that we can partner with God? And when we take care of needs, he takes care of our needs. When we bless others, he pours out blessings on us. That's the way he works. I'm glad to be a part of his plan. I've been a part of some plans that didn't work. One time, i got to be careful with my time, but one time I, I started a business that lasted two days. <laughs> and I realized real fast, I can't make any money doing this. But when I do it God's way, he just takes care of it. He really does. One day we will have to stand before Jesus to give an accounting of what we did on earth with what he gave us. And... I want him to be able to say to me, well done, good and faithful servant. When, when we're with him for eternity, I can promise us this. We will not regret anything that we did for him while on earth. I think if we have any regret, it will be, God, I should have done more for you as I had the opportunity. So now we've discovered the blessings that we have and what we're supposed to do with them. Let me talk to you about what it means to be rich toward God, and we're going to pray. What does it mean to be rich toward God? If you're taking notes, being rich toward God changes the have-to to a want-to. Did I miss one? Oh, here it is. Being rich toward God means that you have given your heart to God and all that you are and all that you have are at his disposal. All that you are and all that you have is at his disposal because I've given my heart to God, my everything to God. So when we do that, and that's what we all do at Salvation, that we all give, we should give our heart to God. And the scripture says we are not our own. We have been bought with a price. 
So should God ask us to do this? We should be willing to do that because he owns us. We have been paid for. But when you give him your heart, you want what God wants. Let me give you these, um, and I want to go back to number two. Being rich toward God changes the have to to a want to. I'm so glad you want to come to church this morning. I hope it was for the right reason. I believe it was because your heart has been given to God. You want to come and fellowship with other believers and receive from him. I serve God not because I have to, but because I want to. And the want to changes everything. I used to try to do it because I had to. I didn't want to go to hell. That was a pretty good reason. I, I had to do this and I had to. But even that had to still didn't keep me from doing what I shouldn't do. But when I gave God my heart, my had to, have to, excuse me, changed to I want to. I want to please him. And it's the same with whatever he asks of us. It's the same with generosity. You should do it because you want to, not because you have to. It's a great example of this, and there's a few scriptures I'm going to read. Hang with me, if you would. In the Old Testament, God gave Moses some detailed instructions on, on building a tabernacle for him. And this tabernacle was not a, um, a permanent structure. It was meant to be um, set up and, and taken down. How about it being with that set-up team? And God had this. He had a portable pad on earth. This was his portable pad, the tabernacle in the Old Testament. They put it up, and they would take it down. And, uh, and, but it was not shabby to be portable. It was immaculate. Some of the details, I mean, it, it involved gold and silver and, and curtains to specific uh, specifications. I mean, it's amazing uh, what they did in this tabernacle, God's requirement, and God gave them the instructions. And he told Moses to take up an offering. And look at uh, what Moses tells the people in Exodus 35. Moses said to the whole Israelite community, this is what the Lord has commanded. From what, verse five, 4 and 5, from what you have taken offering from the, for the Lord, everyone who is, look, say that with me, willing is to bring the Lord an offering of gold, silver, and bronze. So, uh, and he gives some other things too. I just didn't want to take the time to read it. Some other things that they could give if they were willing. So God has said, if you don't want to give to this, you don't even have to give. Verse 21, and everyone who was willing and whose heart moved them came and brought an offering to the Lord for the work on the tent of meeting. Verse uh, 21 continues, for all its service and for the sacred garments. Let me skip over to verse 36 and see the response. All, look at this, all the skilled workers who were doing all the work on the sanctuary left what they were doing and said to Moses, the people are bringing more than enough for doing the work the Lord commanded to be done. Then Moses gave an order, and they sent this word throughout the camp. No man or woman is to make anything else as an offering for the sanctuary. I dream of the day that I can stand before you and say the ushers will not come today. Don't you dare give any more money to what God wants us to do. We got more cereal boxes than we can haul down there for that parade. 
It's the work of the Lord. I told our trustees, we had a trustees meeting, and our, your trustees are financial accountability of the church. Can I tell you, I will say thank you for your generosity. For a church our size, um, I'm thankful that we have givers that give um, consistently. But as we were going through all of the, the spending, and we do that quarterly, uh, I, I told them one area that I was troubled. I don't believe we give enough to missions. We support three missionaries, and we support them to a, uh, an amount of about 500 a month. We also uh, give to art to plant churches. You may not know this. We give 1% of our budget, total budget, to ARC to plant churches all over the U.S. and all over the world. Uh, we, give, uh, we give to missionaries that come. We support in other ways uh, missions. Uh, but we don't do enough. We don't do enough locally. I would love to be able to bless ministries locally more than we do. Thank you. This is not, this is not saying we don't do anything. I'm thankful for what we do. I just think we ought to be able to do more. And we will. God will help us. Amen. Look, and so the people were restrained from bringing more. <laughs> restrained. Because what they already had was more than enough to do all the work. When we really have a heart for God, when we really understand God's blessings on our life, it just inspires us to be generous to what he's doing. And it gives us the heart to be a part of what he's doing. Can I tell you, I really believe what we do here at Move Church is unto him and under his direction. And I believe this is good seed to sow into. I really do. And um, there's a financial accountability and all of that that we have here so thank you again for your generosity. God's going to help us to, to do more. Okay, so let me tell you this. Um, three things you value when you're rich toward God. If you'll hang with me, I'm going to do these a little. Um, I'm already in the red. So we're going to do brief here. Uh, we're going to, I'm going to be brief. Look, if you really value, uh, three things you value when you're rich toward God. First of all, number one, you will value stewardship over ownership. Stewardship means that someone else owns what I'm taking care of. I'm just taking care of it. Everything I have belongs to the Lord because he gave me everything that I have. I'm just a manager of his assets. Now, out of what he allows me to manage, he asked me to bring back to him tithes. Tithes is a good example if I believe in stewardship or not. Because when I, he says bring the tithe, he, he doesn't say give the tithe. If we could give the tithe, it means that it belonged to us to begin with. He said bring the tithe to the storehouse. That means you're just going to bring back what belongs to me already. And the truth is, again, everything belongs to him. He only asks for us to bring back a tithe, which is 10%, and offerings. And you say, Pastor, I've heard you say this before. I'm not down with that, okay? That is, don't give unless your heart is in it. But he does say, hey, if you'll just test me in this, I'll show you it's worth it. He, this is one of the, the areas that he said, you can test me in, and I will prove the principle works. He said it like this, will a mere mortal rob God? Yet you're robbing me. But you ask, how are we robbing you? In tithes and offerings, God said. 
So he's not giving us a command. A command would be, hey, I say this and you do it. He is giving a charge. You have what belongs to me, and you're robbing me from it. Bring it back to me. Look, he said, verse 9, you are under a curse, your whole nation, because you are robbing me. Bring the whole tithe into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house. So that is speaking of the place you get spiritually fed, and that should be your local church. He said, test me in this, says the Lord Almighty, and see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that there will not be room enough to store it. He said, I will prevent pests from devouring your crops, and the vines in your fields will not drop their fruit before it's ripe, says the Lord Almighty. He said, if you'll give back what belongs to me, tithes and offerings, tithes is 10%, what he puts on your heart, to give other than that is offerings. He said, if you'll just let me be a part, uh, be a, in charge of what I've given you already, if you'll put faith in me, I'm just going to take care of you, and I'm going to show you it works. Can I tell you this? I have, we and Patty started practicing tithing right after we got married. When we committed our heart to Christ, we started tithing long before I was a pastor of any church. It works. We have seen God do so many miracles in our lives, uh, not just financially, but in every way. I'm telling you, it works. Well, Pastor, you're just trying to get more in, in offerings. Well, I do want it, us to have more here so we can do more. But look, the, the principle is this. If your heart is not in it, you might as well keep it in your pocket. He said, don't give it reluctantly or under compulsion. God loves a cheerful giver. This comes from your heart. You say, well, pastor, look, I want to do this. This is a big step for me. I, I have, I, you know, this, I can't do it yet. Just put God to the test. Start somewhere. Say, God, I want to be able to do 10%, but I, I just, I, I'm just not able to. God, would you bless the five that I give? See, I really believe God will even bless the five. Now, he won't let you stay there. He'll say, okay, I've, I've shown you I'm going to bless you, and he wants you to increase that. I believe he will. All right, then uh, another thing you will value. Look, you will value people over possessions. You will value people over possessions. Listen to this statement. If you don't love people and use money for it, you will love money and use people for it. If you don't love people and use money for it, you will love money and use people for it. Possessions don't last, people do. Possessions are temporary, people are eternal. And this is the reason why in just after the first of the year, we're going to spend probably, I, I said 10, Drew who is over all the remodeling is say more like $13,000 for our children's remodel. And we're going to make it fabulous. We really are. We're going to take care of all of our children's area. And um, I think it's going to be phenomenal. Why? Because we want to reach kids for Jesus. And we know that when a young couple comes in that has a child, they're already taken care of now. We can't add anything to that. we got great people taking care of your kids. But when they come in and they see, wait a minute, these people have invested in this area, that means they're investing in my kid. 
uh, they're going to be more relaxed to come in here and receive Jesus. And we want to continue reaching those babies. Amen? Amen. If I remember correctly, they say that we have, up until the age of 18, there's an 80% chance of somebody giving their life to Christ. If we don't reach them by 18, after that, it goes down to 20% that we'll be able to reach them for Jesus Christ. Folks, we have an urgent, urgent job, and that's to reach as many people for Jesus as we can. We're not here as Christians just to take in oxygen and just to get by. We're here to dominate for the kingdom of God. I'm feeling myself getting a little happy. Does anybody feel it? And we're here to save people for Jesus Christ and God to use us up in doing so. And we're going to see many, many children give their life to Christ and called into missions and ministry and businesses and politics. How many of us need some? No, we need that. So there's a Move Kids Remodeling Offering Sunday, December the 8th. Second Sunday in December, we're going to take a special offering. This is not tithes. This will be an additional offering. And uh, this, all I ask you to do is pray and obey. God puts in your heart to give, give. The need is met. God knows how to take care of that. He can do it through us. He can do it through somebody else. If he wants us to do this, he's going to provide. Amen? But just ask, just ask you to pray. What God, what would you have me and let it be a privilege. If he puts a, an, uh, an amount in your heart, God, I, I give it from my heart. It's a privilege for me to give to invest in lives of kids. If he doesn't or you don't want to, don't give anything. Sounds like a pretty good deal, don't it? <laughs> that went over well. <laughs> okay, number three. I'm going to skip that. And here we go. You will value the eternal over the temporal. You will value the eternal over the temporal. Would you stand? Earth is not our home. We're just passing through. The church I grew up in, I've shared a little bit about it. I've never, I uh, hope I didn't tell you the, the name. Uh, but I'm thankful for it because I gave my life to Christ. But it was the kind of church where, Drew, anybody could sing in the choir. It, it was where, hey, y'all want to sing in the choir? Come on up. And everybody that could sing didn't go up. <laughs> they would not be singing with a bunch of cats howling for nothing. But we went on up. <laughs> we sing it loud, too. Have you ever noticed that people can't sing, sing louder than people that can? And um, so we were singing. We were singing to Jesus, though. We were. And I, the reason why I bring that up is because we did sing more songs about going home. And, um, you know, I, I think church culture has... has forgotten about it. Hopefully they're returning a little bit about, we, we do a lot of singing about making it here. And if we're not careful, we'll forget this place is not our home. Man, we just passing through. 
I hope you ain't putting down too many roots here because they're just going to dry up and wither. I mean, I'm telling you, the Bible says we have an opportunity to lay up treasures in heaven that we can use what God, I mean, he's going to take care of us anyway. We're going to have what we need. And even we covered it on things that we can enjoy if we will just do his business. Man, it's a win-win. And I said this last week, I think even in closing, that there's no greater treasure that I want to lay up in heaven greater than a soul of someone that I've impacted, that I've affected. If I can just see some people that God used me to make a difference. And I believe it's going to be, I believe that's going to be one of the great things. I believe when we get there, you know, we'll be able to see the house. And whether it's a mansion or not, I don't know. And whether it's a baking tree or not, I don't know. I'm, I'm believing for that. And I think all that's going to be awesome in, in seeing Jesus. What, what, nothing's going to top that. But second, to see in Jesus is going to be to see the people that God used us to touch. My friend, there's nothing on this earth that we can that will compare to being able to make an impact in somebody's life. Would you bow your head just for a moment? I feel the presence of the Lord here. I'm so thankful he comes. And basically this, this message is just giving your heart to God. Just give your heart to God. Don't try to figure out too much up front and I was talking to somebody last week and and since they've given their heart to God basically what they were saying it's, it's easier man I mean I see it now I was like yeah man you don't see it beforehand there's no way you can your spirit's not open but when you give your your life to God you give him control your heart to God then your eyes are open then it's like wow I see it man see how much God loves me I see how much he's taking care of me I see so you really can't even see it now if you have not given your heart to God. All of this sounds foreign. All of this sounds contrary to what the world view is. Yeah, it is. It really is. I'm just telling you, take a chance with God. I feel like this would be for somebody today very, very um, pointed to you. Not in, hear it from the heart that um, is speaking, Okay. You have nothing else to lose. Now, I believe that's prophetic for somebody. You have nothing else to lose. You've tried this, you've tried that, and it has not worked out for you. You have nothing else to lose. And, and I, I think God would follow up and say, if you'll just let me in, man, if you'll just let me in, lady, if you'll just let me in, you will see the difference I'll make. It looks cloudy for you now. It looks confusing for you now. But if you'll just let me in, you'll see clearly. Heads bowed just for a moment. You say, Pastor, that's me. Would you just raise your hand? There's no, there's no shame in this. Yes, you can raise it. Yes, yes. Yes, thank you, God. Thank you, God. Yes. Thank you, God. I give you praise for that, Lord God. You can put your hand down. Anyone else? 
There's been about four or five people that have raised their hands. We're going to give our hearts to Jesus today completely. Anyone else, would you just raise your hand? I want to completely give my heart to God. I want to try Him. Oh, thank you, God. If you're watching online, you can raise your hand right now. The Lord see you, sees you. Let's pray it, church. Can we pray? This is a prayer of commitment, and we pray it from our heart. And you guys that raised your hand, ladies that raised your hand, pray it from your heart. Let it come from your heart. And I'm telling you, you will not regret giving your heart to God. Let's all pray it together. Heavenly Father, thank you for loving me so much that you gave your son, Jesus, to die on the cross for my sins. I'm a sinner. I need a Savior. Would you come into my heart? Forgive me of all my sins. And I'm going to do my best to live for you. Oh, and by the way, Lord, fill me with your spirit. <laughs> In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Can we give God a big round of applause? Hey.